Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. 5,400 emails where Joe Biden is using a fake name. That's, that's a lot of emails. That's a, that's a fair amount of emails right there. That's the lawsuit. That is the claim. Because the archives, I shouldn't say the claim, those are the facts. The archives, the National Archives and Records Administration, admitting that it has nearly 5,400 emails, electronic records, documents, that show that Biden was using a pseudonym during his vice presidency. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, guys. Always a pleasure. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. Find everything at TonyCats.com. Go be a supporter over there. It's free. You can also get the other content uh, by being a, a supporter. Would greatly, greatly appreciate it. TonyCats.com. We know that the Biden administration, sorry, the Obama administration, honestly, what's the difference? Uh, they were totally fine with the use of, of fake names they thought it more than acceptable to utilize fake names they thought it okay to use a a pseudonym on emails and there's only one reason to do that to hide what it is that you're doing now they'll say it differently alternate email addresses they were using alternate emails it's not alternate it is a way of trying to hide what it was that you were doing. They actually described the fact that in a, it was a press briefing in 2013 that it made eminent sense. It was Jay Carney. Remember Jay Carney, the press secretary? He was the guy who had like the communist posters on the wall in, in, his, in his home. When he was doing an interview, you saw it. You're like, oh, okay, we know what you're all about. Um, he was asked about it because there was a story from the Associated Press said that there were a variety of senior administration officials that had secret email addresses. Carney was then asked uh, about the protocol for the administration to release that correspondence via a FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act. That's how uh, James Comer, Congressman Comer, who who chairs uh, House Oversight, found that Biden was using some some, uh, Robert L. Peters and and a bunch of other stuff. And Jay Carney said, uh, let's be clear, this is a practice consistent with prior administrations of both parties, and as the story itself made clear, any FOIA request or congressional inquiry includes a search in all of the email accounts used by any political uh, 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 appointee. Doesn't make any of it right. The idea that both parties did it doesn't make any of it right. Defending it is madness. And without question, how is it looked at in the court of public opinion? You're trying to hide. You're trying to keep information from being known. You're trying to ensure that it's not easy to find. What's the point of that? Am I to believe, are you to believe, are we to believe at this stage of the game that if there was indeed a FOIA request, that indeed everything would be turned over? Look how many things don't get turned over. It's the House Oversight Committee. It's the House Judiciary Committee. We want information regarding X. Well, we're not going to give that to you. Okay, we will subpoena you to get it. And then finally, the FBI cracks. Will the level of what it takes to get the information? They try to hide the information every which way but loose. They didn't want you to know about all the meetings uh, Hunter Biden had and whether Joe Biden was there. They didn't want you to know any of that. Tried to keep it, redact all sorts of things. Tried to look at the American people and say, you don't have the right to know. 
when we talk about the classified documents issue, and to which there is a classified documents issue, and I'm not okay with Trump having the documents, I'm not okay with Biden having the documents, I'm not okay with anybody having classified documents when they shouldn't have classified documents. Now, in the case of Trump, is taking the documents, declassifying them, that, of course, is the question in, this, in these charges that have been brought against him for having classified documents. But no charges against Hillary, no charges against uh, Joe Biden. This is exactly the issue when people talk about double standard. But the, the, the very concept of, of what they went after, of, of what they were looking for, and how they were, they were looking for it. One of the first things that has to be addressed is exactly how many things do we classify in the United States? The overclassification problem is a huge part of the issue. We classify everything. Why? Well, because it, it should be classified. Well, how do we know it's important if it's not classified? Well, we, the American people might get a hold of this and we won't be able to protect all our secrets if we don't classify it. So classification becomes something that it isn't about protecting the secret, therefore protecting the nation. It's about protecting themselves from you from us, from we. That's what happens in this overclassification conversation. And that's why we need to do something about it. We need to make changes to DOJ, to state, in order to ensure that we're classifying what needs to be classified. And we let the American people know what's going on with everything else. Because I don't argue against classification. I, I don't argue against it at all. It's, it's, it's important and it's valuable. And there are secrets. And we elect people to handle these things so we can go about living our lives. I really don't have an issue with that. I have an issue with being proactive and trying to hide things from the American people as if somehow we don't deserve to know. They've decided that we're somehow not good enough, not smart enough, not capable enough, whatever uh, the, the, the case may be, and it's just disgusting. That's what these email addresses are. It is saying to the American people, you don't get to know. You don't get to have prying eyes. Now, they would argue, well, no, no, what they're doing is they're having communications in a way that, that throws off this one or, or, or keeps it a little more private from, from this group or, or that foreign entity. Nah. Now, that dog won't hunt. That dog will not hunt. If something is so secret that it can't be written in an email, go talk to somebody. I, me, I, I will not text something suggestive to my wife. Now, maybe I have before, but I've never sexted. I don't know. People do that. It's like having a sex done. I, I, don't, I, I don't think I've ever done that. I don't think that I have ever ever done such a thing because i know that one day something will be found it's why i tell my kids do never ever ever never ever do you take a picture of yourself naked don't take a picture of anybody else naked don't share any pictures of anybody naked do not do it it is forever it is forever and you will regret it don't don't it doesn't matter don't ever do it because it will be found and it will be used against you and it will hurt you somehow or embarrass you somehow. Dear Lord, you just don't need that in your life. You don't need it. The purpose of these, of these uh, aliases is to keep us from getting information. That's the purpose. Thousands of emails. Thousands of them. Now I want to make sure I'm clear about something else. The Biden administration is corrupt. And Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, the Biden crime family, is corrupt. And that's how, therefore, the administration is corrupt. But Biden was corrupt 
in the Obama White House. Again, what's the difference? But he was corrupt then. And the idea that Obama was scandal-free is nonsense. It's super easy to be scandal-free if you never look. If you have a media, if you have a press corps that is never, ever, ever actually looking, it's super easy to be scandal-free. What happens if our press corps actually talks about things, actually engages in things, actually wants to get answers for questions, what, that, wanting to ask the questions to begin with? Let me, let me give you an example. Uh, here uh this was abc ginger z who does their 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 weather talking about maui listen to this nadalia is not the only big storm out there right now hurricane franklin is already kicking up surf and causing rip currents along the east coast so let's go back to ginger ginger what's the connection to climate change here yeah, it's not often you get to see two hurricanes that will be major, likely at the same time, in the same basin. Doesn't happen but every five plus years. So looking at that, Franklin itself is out there east of the Atlantic. It will cause rip currents, high surf. And as far as the water temperatures go, you know we've been talking about two to four degrees above average. That is a huge deal. It super fuels storms. And yes, these storms would be here no matter what. They're part of nature. But with human-caused and amplified climate change we have upped the ante and given them extra fuel so it will kind of come back some of the shear and all the our variables so when it comes to maui that was human error that was a failure regarding the power grid and how it was utilized you then had a hurricane going through the pacific which added winds to the to these fires that made them spread all they want to do is claim climate change when the data says not the reason for these fires. And now they want to talk about these two storms, one in the Atlantic, one in the Gulf, and say, look, these things happen every five years. Yeah, this isn't anything new, but climate change, well, that's the reason. They want to tell you that something is and then tell you in the same sentence why something isn't. They can't just go with the fact that there are storms. There are storms, and they're not just two storms. They're two supercharged Atlantic storms. That's literally how it's read. Two supercharged Atlantic storms. Climate change partly to blame for higher ocean temperatures. Also, it's August. These people are ridiculous. These people are remarkable. How they they will look at you right in the eye and they'll 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 think about telling you the truth but nope 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 they'll have to try and fudge that all and make that all go away with the nonsense over here with the narrative over here if you can't just be honest be like yeah there's some storms there have always been storms you get these kinds of things every five years as she just said it's the way it is no it's worse now it's more dangerous now. It's more of an issue now. No, it's it's not. It just isn't. But they'll never just say, hey, we have two storms. Going back to Maui, they won't say, look at all of the malfeasance that took place. An emergency manager who didn't know how to manage emergencies. You had somebody else who didn't want to give water to firefighters? Is that really the story? 
Well, we have to give out water based on equity. And we don't know whose house is on fire and whether or not we're going to be helping too many of this people or rich people or white people or this or that. So we're not going to give out the water. The blockade of roads. There was mismanagement and human error everywhere. And you have dead people and a destroyed city. Now, for those of you who have been asking me, do I think that this is a land grab? Right? This is unbelievably prized real estate. Everybody wants to live uh, in, in this area of Hawaii. And if you destroy everything and make it impossible for the rebuilding, uh, then you, people will have to you know, sell it or the government will say, you know, we have to take over this land. Fair market value. Today's prices, Lord only knows what we could sell it for next when we could sell it in much larger parcels because we'll create the zoning situation by says you need to have at least five acres. You know, for the environment, is this a way of stealing land? Um, uh, it, Hanlon's razor states never, uh, attribute to malice what can be, uh, simply attributed to stupidity. Um, it's clear from everything that we just discussed that the human error, the, the, the faulty hiring, um, the, the, the wokeness of those who were hired, that's what created the issue. Right. It wasn't like somebody said, let's create wildfires, burn these people out, possibly burn children to death and then sell the land. That didn't happen. What could have happened ipso facto after the fact is uh, like Rahm Emanuel stated, never let a crisis go to waste. When he was uh, the White House chief of staff, he famously said, never let a crisis go to waste. But people forget the part two of that quote, never let a crisis go to waste. And I'm paraphrasing because it allows you the opportunity to do things you couldn't normally do. Now, that's a very, very obscene thought. There's a crisis, therefore we can manipulate the law, we can manipulate the people, we can, we can uh, make wholesale changes because they live in fear. Uh, isn't that what happened regarding uh, the Patriot Act? And for, for many of us, after seeing the Patriot Act, in, in, a, in effect, maybe not the best use of, of American know-how. Maybe, maybe a mistake. Well, a mistake, let's just call it what it is. So I don't think that the fires were started as a way of trying to engage a land grab. I think the fires were started because um, you had power lines that arced and were sparking because there was incompetence. And then you had a fire and they thought it was put out and it wasn't. And then the fire spread. And then all the other incompetent people could not do anything about it. And here's what you have today. From that, yes, I do believe there are people out there who are very, very intent on saying, well, in order to ensure the safety, see, the problem is there are too many people, just too many people who live there, power grid can't handle it, so we need to really change the zoning. And yes, some of these people are going to have to move, and that's just the way it is. We have to do it for Mother Gaia. And they're going to take people who have lived in Hawaii for generations and say, best of luck. By the way, best of luck remaining living in Hawaii with those real estate prices. But Oprah, who's a massive landowner in Hawaii, she'll be able to afford the five or seven acre plot. Oh, and she'll be able to build the house to the proper new building codes. Bill Gates will be able to. Jeff Bezos will be able to. Oh, sure. They'll be able to. Say goodbye to the tourism business. Say goodbye to all those small businesses in Lahaina and other places which has been a thing people I don't think he meant to to be a problem uh, Jason Momoa the the actor uh, Aquaman um 
uh, he he uh, said, "Don't don't come visit. It's it's very difficult. Don't come visit Maui." And residents of Maui are like, "My gosh, come visit. We need those tourism dollars. Come on!" Like I I have actually reached out to a couple people. I'm like, "How do we start broadcasting from Hawaii for a few days? Maybe bring some people with us. Maybe organize a a, a, a trip because they they need the tourism dollars. They need the support. Of course." And I don't think they're just, you know, hand out, gimme, gimme, gimme. I, I think people want to work. They want to sell their wares. They want to do their thing. They want to keep their business going. For sure. But we don't say, here's the human error. Nope, just got to blame climate change. Can't just have two hurricanes. Nope, it's supercharged by, by human activity. Honesty would require an honest answer. We don't get that, but it would require honest reporting, and we don't get that either. The same thing is true regarding what's going on with the Biden crime family. Honest reporting is necessary. Now, there are moments uh, that honesty slips through, like people worried about Biden's age, which the polling shows that, of course, that's real and they can't ignore it anymore. But when they can ignore, they'll do anything to ignore. It's disgusting. And it's up to us uh, via the vote to change that. And it's up to us not to reward those outlets. Don't reward those sponsors. Don't reward those anchors. Don't reward them on social media. They get no reward. They have to start doing their job. We got a lot of other sources out there. Make sure you're using them and supporting them. I'm Tony Katz. And yet another report regarding students and how poorly they are doing in school, how they are not caught up. An alarming 50% increase in the number of students who are still performing significantly below grade level. Tony Katz, uh, Tony Katz today. Mehdi Hassan wants to tell you that this is all a myth. I mean, that's what, that's what I thought he was saying. In his report over at MSNBC, the idea uh, of children falling behind is a, a, a myth. Uh, that's, that's not, a, it's not a, a myth. More and more data. Children who were in kindergarten and first grade when the pandemic hit first, or first hit, are now in third and fourth grade. This according to Joanne uh, Jacobs. Those who missed out on phonics and phonemic awareness can't cope. If you're two or more grade levels below in grade three, you're in big trouble. That is the quote uh, from educators. You're in big, big, big trouble. There's a report by a group called Curriculum Associates. Now, I, I don't, I'm not saying I know anything about Curriculum Associates, nor do I know Joanne Jacobs. But we have more and more data, more and more data that shows that, yes, indeed, the shutdowns, the lockdowns, the masks hurt kids. I know parents who have kids who have uh, hearing issues. So being able to see somebody move their lips is very, very important in them being able to build their own speech patterns and how to properly pronounce words and, and, and move their muscles in a way to, to pronounce things properly. Someone's wearing a mask, you can't do it. Can't be done. And they fell. Absolutely. They've been trying to battle it back. Their ability to speak was degraded because of the masks and because of the madness of lockdowns. Again, you know, it's, it's the same subject. Things will not change until we make them change. And breaking the teachers' unions is the way it is. I'm not angry with teachers per se, although there's plenty of teachers I'm sure you could be angry with. 
The unions have to be broken in two. The parent has to reign supreme. And the parent has to make sure their kid comes first. Not some teacher's contract. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. Chicago, just the latest city to enter the ridiculousness race. How can we blame Kia and Hyundai for car thefts in our city? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. I'd greatly appreciate it. On Rumble, rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Be sure to subscribe. Kia and Hyundai. Uh, It's not a safety defect. This was a story from News Nation. It's not a defect. They decided uh, that their theft deterrents were X and not Y. Maybe they're not as fancy as other people's theft deterrent devices in vehicles. So what's happening is is that uh, criminals are aware of this, and they single out certain Kias and certain Hyundais of certain years and certain models because they're easy to steal. And what cities have decided is that that is causing the rise in car thefts, and therefore the manufacturer must be punished for the fact that the city can't handle what's happening in its city. And as we have seen, city after city is failing. Indianapolis is failing when it comes to crime, when it comes to safety and security. And Indianapolis is one of the cities that has decided to sue Kia and Hyundai. Well, you see, they don't have the proper the proper techniques, safety techniques. You know, they're the they're the issue. It, oh, it's not our city. We're not. It's not our leadership. Oh no, that's perfectly fine. It's it's those it's those cars that don't have the proper theft deterrent devices. That's what's causing that's what's causing the crime. So we have to we have to sue them in order to uh, get the money back we're spending in dealing with all of this criminal activity. Or you could actually prosecute criminals. Now, you could say that in Indianapolis, they're trying to hire more, more cops or putting more money towards uh, more, more police. Does it matter if you have a prosecutor who won't prosecute? Does it matter in Chicago if you have a prosecutor who won't prosecute and you have a mayor who every time there's a riot wants to admonish you for noticing? The mayor of, of Chicago, th- this, this new mayor, he can't stop admonishing the people of Chicago or the press for saying uh, that there's a, a riot. Well, you're going after uh, the, these, these, these kids, and oh my gosh, you, you don't, don't get angry with them. The new mayor of Chicago, Brandon Johnson, stated at the time when there was a bunch of teenage rioters that were destroying things in the city, it's not constructive to demonize them. Oh, here's here's the statement. I had to go back and find it really quick. In no way do I condone the destructive activity we saw in the Loop and Lakefront this weekend. It is unacceptable and has no place in our city. However, it is not constructive to demonize youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. That's the problem? They don't have an opportunity? I don't believe that's the case. Now, uh, so so we're so we're clear. Uh, opportunity does indeed matter. Are there are there jobs to be had? Right? What's going on with youth unemployment? And that could be tied to overall unemployment and businesses not being able to thrive because of the draconian rules and regulations in a place like Chicago. Uh, just like you could have in, in a um, a place like San Francisco. 
San Francisco, uh, they uh, just uh, shut down their Nordstrom uh, there, right? Their, their, their flagship. In a Nordstrom near San Francisco, and and was it near San Francisco? What is the department store? It wasn't Nordstrom, right? I, there, that happened in 2021. There were 80 people who ransacked a Nordstrom. That was 2021. These things have been going on for a while. What was the mall um, that was looted just recently? Wasn't there one just recently? Where uh, the entire store was just was just ripped asunder. Everybody all at once started grabbing everything and running out the doors. That's that's not happening because there is a lack of opportunity for young people. It's happening because there is absolutely no going to jail. There's no deterrent to it. It's also happening. Uh, so we're clear. Because we had a society that said, how dare you be angry with shoplifting? It's a victimless crime. Uh, Businesses have insurance. And people have bought into that. And then there are people who have bought into it because, well, you know, this is just what we deserve. There are some people who have bought into it because they're engaging in a reparations conversation. Well, we'll just take what we deserve because, after all, we deserve it. Now, that gets racial. I'm here to tell you that if you don't understand that's happening in places, you are unserious. Unserious. Now you say to me, Tony, that's really really not something that, that you should say. Well, let's go to the audio tape, shall we? Let's go to uh, those people who have attended uh, city council meetings, like for example in Florida, uh, a black man saying this. All this nonsense, homelessness, and all this other garbage y'all talk about, police violence and all this stuff, don't nobody care about that. Don't nobody real care about that. We care about our reparations, and we have to put white people on notice that we want our reparations, that our four parents and us, we didn't work for free and underpaid and all this nonsense, and the white folks get away with it, and they talk about the great city they're building. No, we want our reparations, $3 million per person. Three million dollars per person right here in this city. That's the only thing black people got to care about. All this other little nonsense y'all talk about, we do not care about. So when I say it, don't get angry with me. Don't think you can call me any names. Don't think you can call me a racist. That dog won't hunt. I'll fight. I got the tape. What do you got? Oh, you can't say that because, because why? I reject Out of hand, the idea that a subject cannot be discussed because of skin color, because of sex, because of sexual orientation, because of religion, because of ideology, if you will. I reject it. All subjects are on the table at all times. And the people who say you can't say that and you can't talk about that, when they say it, that's the bigot. That's the bigot. That's how you know. It's um, it's 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 the Godfather, right? Whoever comes uh, to you with this Barzini meeting, he's the traitor. That's what Don Corleone says uh, to Michael. Just remember, whoever comes to you with this uh, Barzini meeting, that's the traitor. And oh, Abe Vigoda, how could you do it? 
He played Tessio in The Godfather. How could you do it, Fish? Fish, Barney Miller. I mean, seriously, know your classics, people. That's all I could suggest. That's happening in some of these riots, some of these lootings, some of this theft. But in the vast majority of cases, I would say anecdotally, it's happening because there are no repercussions, not because, as the mayor of Chicago foolhardily says, a lack of opportunities. It's because there are no repercussions. The reason that Kias and Hyundais are being stolen, Chicago, Indianapolis, I don't know if other cities uh, do this. I don't know if other cities in Indiana have, have joined into lawsuits. Bloomington, Fort Wayne, South Bend, any of you guys? Does the city engage lawsuits against Kia and Hyundai because the, the, the cities there can't figure out how to have a safe city? Unwilling to have a safe city? I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. But suing the auto manufacturer is ridiculous. I could reduce car thefts by 100% in Indianapolis, Indiana, right? I, I, I live in India or the Indy Metro. That's where I live. I could reduce them by 100%. You ready? We don't allow cars in Indianapolis ever. I could reduce them by 60% if you don't allow cars in Indianapolis after 6 p.m. Now, best of luck getting to a Pacers game, but that's not my problem. We also don't allow cars on, on the weekend. Best of luck getting to a Colts game. Best of luck getting to a concert. Best of luck getting to a downtown restaurant. Not my problem. Well, Tony, it means more people will use buses and the red line and all public transportation, and they'll ride their bikes. That's what they'll do. But I can. I can prove it, too. I know that I can reduce... Car thefts by 60% if I don't allow cars to be on the streets after 6, if I don't allow them in downtown on the weekends. I can reduce it by 100% if I don't allow the cars at all. Remember, crazy people say crazy things and do crazy things. What I just suggested, you know somebody is, is going to eventually come to. That's exactly what they're going to come to. That is the answer that they're going to give. Because it's so much easier to go after you than it is to go after the criminal. Because going after the criminal might ruffle the wrong woke feathers. And you may have to admit that not prosecuting criminals is a pretty crappy idea that gets you, that, gets you, that gives you, that provides you no results. You get nothing out of it except a worse off city. That's it. Now, on the state level in the state of Indiana, uh, there's a story out from the IBJ, and, and you had to know that this was coming, that Brad Chambers, uh, who is running for governor, he's running as a Republican, they're going through his history, of course, a uh, fine-tooth uh, comb, um, that he made uh, campaign donations, including making donations to former President Barack Obama. Now, the reality here is, is that Brad Chambers, uh, businessman, Brad Chambers in, in, the, in the real estate business, he has made many contributions all over the map. 
Uh, going back to 19, uh, uh, was it going back to 1994? No, no, no. That's his voting record going back to 1994. He made 51 contributions between 1997 and 2022, according to records from the Federal Election Commission, as well as nine additional donations detailed by the Indiana Secretary of State's campaign finance portal. This story, as I said, at IBJ.com. I am not surprised by this, although a $5,000 donation to the committee to elect Obama is not a good scene. I admit that's not that is that is not great. He also gave uh, to John McCain's election campaign. As a businessman, he hedged his bets, and you say, "Oh, how could he?" He's in the real estate business, and he needs to build stuff. Happens all the time. I cannot get, we'll take Indianapolis again, I cannot get the Indiana Pacers organization to speak out about the crime issues in Indianapolis. Why? They need the mayor, Joe Hogsett, to give them what it is they need. I consider it to be a serious lack of leadership from Herb Simon and from Rick Fusen. I've never met Herb Simon. I met Rick Fusen, totally nice guy. nice dude we disagree about some things agree about some things we've had some conversations i once went to a pacers game and it was during passover jewish holiday passover you don't eat bread passover uh you know angel of death passed over the homes with the lamb's blood it's it's a story i tell you you should read it one time uh the dude actually had chocolate covered matzah delivered from i think it was from brooklyn so i could have something to snack on during the game that's a true story I mean, that's that's a very kind thing to do, right? I don't know if he did it for every Jewish guy in the house, but it was a it was it was it was thoughtful, right? That's a very kind thing to do. I would love to see him more uh, open and honest and, and direct about what's happening in the city because it involves people going to Pacers games. Herb Simon doesn't have to to to, to bend the knee to freaking anyone. What do you think? You okay with this, sir? Say so. Say something. My, I, but I say this about business leaders. I don't want to single them out. I say this about business leaders all over the place. Dave Ricks, Eli Lilly, when are you going to say something? The people over at Cummins, when are you going to say something? Salesforce, well, they're a lost cause. But you've got these businesses that may actually like Indiana. They may actually like Indianapolis. Say something. Speak up. But you know that there are developers throughout the city, throughout your city, uh, wherever it is, who, of course, give to both parties. Of course they do. And as uh, and as far as business goes, you want me to fault that? I, I, I'll let you as, as a voter decide on that. I think Chambers is going to take some hits here. I think it's going to be easily, easily overcome, especially when you consider wasn't like Mike Braun like a functioning Democrat, even though he was a Republican in terms of how he voted when he was in, in, the, in the General Assembly, when he was in the State House, the current senator of Indiana. Like, like I mean, that's going to come out too. So I don't know if this is going to be, uh, uh, you know, like, like a, a death knell, right? This is going to be the end of the campaign before it starts. But it's certainly going to be something people ask questions about. Undoubtedly. Even if you give, you should speak. Uh, Friendship requires honesty. And if we're not talking about honesty, then it's not actually friendship. Then it's something far uglier and doesn't benefit really any of us. It doesn't. Um, This uh, governor's race with Chambers in the race, I think it's good. 
I think it's going to get interesting. I think it might start getting a little rough. We'll find out. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. So everybody and their mother is going to be talking about this storm coming for Florida over the next couple of days. Uh, Everyone and their mother and not me. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Of course I'm going to take note of it. And it's it's expected to hit... um, uh, the, the Florida coast, the West coast in the early morning hours. My, my mother-in-law lives down that way. We're keeping an eye on her, We're not, not evacuating her. We're keeping an eye on her. Um, uh, and, and, and seeing how everything goes, the Tampa airport's already closed, right? I have a personal reason to pay attention to it. The thing that I'm not going to do is I'm not going to allow it to be the only story because the reason for the story is a, for the left to scream climate change and then the left to tell you why it is uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, didn't just physically lift the state and move it out of the path of, of the hurricane. Look at all the lives he cost. That's coming. And I don't want to be any part of that crazy. I don't want to be any part of these disgusting people who are going to make a hurricane political. It isn't political now. Now, if something political happens that it would then uh, uh, cause uh, something not to take place where people are taken care of, that could be something. But that's not going to matter to these people. Remember, what happened in Maui isn't about malfeasance. It's about climate change. It doesn't matter what happens in the hurricane. Of course, they'll blame climate change, but it'll all be Ron DeSantis' fault. And I'm not playing in that game. And I don't think you should either. There are a lot of other stories out there. We're going to cover them. Find everything at TonyCats.com tomorrow, everyone. Take care.